Hello, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews. Uh, we have a great show, I think. I had fun. Uh, Dad, I'm not entirely sure if he had fun, but he appeared to have fun. We have a guest on today's episode, uh, my very good friend, Max. Uh, he is a, uh, well, he'll get into his uh, qualifications in the show itself, but he is currently studying dinosaurs, so I thought it would be have fun to have him on the show about dinosaurs, and we kind of set him loose, and then, because I haven't seen a friend in so long, I go a little crazy, and Dad has some fun setting us back on track. Side note, this is the first of our episodes to get a uh, not-safe-for-work tag, and... Well, stay for the credits and you'll find out why. And we kick off the episode with Max cracking open a can of Bolero Park, a weird micro-brew beer that has a Jurassic Park theme that we completely forget to mention during the episode, besides the opening of the can. And uh, by all accounts, it was terrible anyway, so never mind that. That should be everything on with the show. Recording quality so far. Alright, Dad, if you could talk normally. If I could talk normally, I wouldn't be here. Okay, and just right at the side of the mic there. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, that's a little quiet. Uh, uh, one more time. Any better? Just talk no Talk like you're enthusiastically talking about dinosaurs. Oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, we could start debating on the fact that Horner's an asshole, but, you know. Okay, <clears throat> levels are looking pretty good. If you want to get that right up into this zone here, yeah, yeah. So give me a few seconds of room tone. Just get that right up yeah. near the mic. everybody, this is Harrison Lickner, Frank Reviews, uh, I'm Harrison, uh, and this is Frank. Yep. 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 Very, yep. En super enthusiastic. Five minutes ago he was screaming at a T-Rex, and now it's, yep. 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 Well, yeah, I'm messed up. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like that girl. Yeah, just like that, Just oh like God. that poor girl. <laughs> and we have a guest this week, that's not my mom, oh my God. Uh, uh, speak, speak at the microphone hole. Hey, how's it going? Max Grant here. Yay! And we brought you on because, please, state your bona fides. I am a certified geologist. At the microphone. I am a certified geologist, and I'm going to school for paleontology. Neat! Okay, and you brought notes. I, yes, I did, because I'm a Jurassic Park nerd. <laughs> I, knowing that you were doing so much research, did no research beyond... Two important points, and we've, we've got a bit of an oddball setup here at Dog Kennel Recording Studios. So, um, I'm, in I'm, the suburbs of Langhorne, in Pennsylvania. In the suburbs of Langhorne, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and hang on, I did two specific pieces of research for this, and it mostly has to do with my 
atrocious track record of seeing this movie. So, this movie was released in the summer of 1993. Dad, what do you remember about the summer of 1993? Nothing. Okay. Not a thing. Here's what I remember. I was uh, seven years old, turn eight in December, uh, seven years old, and what I mostly remember about the summer of 93 is that all of my friends saw Jurassic Park multiple times, and I did not. I was not allowed. Why weren't you allowed to? Mom decided oh, it was too scary for I me. I remember saying, come so on, come on, come all on. All of my friends, and here's the other thing that I remember about the summer of 93. July, this very house was being built. That's true. And we took a two-week vacation out to Wyoming and a bunch of different national parks. Yep, Montana. Yep, and on the plane ride over, Mom gets this crazy craving for peanuts and keeps asking the stewardesses for peanuts. Hey, can I get some more peanuts? So I'm seven. I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, hey, the pilot guy gave me a little set of plastic wings and a little playbook to, like, with puzzles yeah. and junk. Yeah. All right, ooh. I you got one. Kid team detectives. Ooh. Uh, the, 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 the kid team detective crew of Continental Airlines. So there, I'm aware slightly of this conversation going on over my head. And we get there, and we land, and we check into our hotel for the first evening, and there's this conversation that I'm kind of not really aware of that happens between between you and Mom. And Dad disappears for a little while, comes back, Mom disappears into the bathroom, comes back, after a hushed conversation, uh, Harrison... Your mom is pregnant, and we're going to go whitewater rafting in a few days. So that entire two-week trip was just mom thrashing on a raft, being just like, Frank, stop the raft, I'm pregnant. And every time we had to go hiking up a mountain, Frank, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was the literally the only way I remember how old Molly is, is... I have to remember how old Jurassic Park is, and then subtract one. Okay. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's that's the fact that so we didn't see it that summer, despite all of the other probably because of all of the other excitement happening. And I was trying to math out the circumstances of when we did finally see it. So it was released in like June of two of uh, 1993, and I very distinctly remember. Renting this movie from West Coast Video. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, with you. And we sat down and watched it together after my elementary school's opening, Ice Cream Social. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But. Wow, you've written a lot of good detail. That on. wouldn't be 1993 because it was released on VHS set October 4th, 1994. I didn't see it for a year and a half until it was on VHS. And Laserdisc. And Laserdisc. <laughs> I know that because I have the original VHS Laserdisc release poster. Well, there you go. <laughs> I did not see it on the big screen until 2013 for the 20th anniversary 3D yeah, re-release. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember hmm. any of that, Dad? No. No. 
Is this like, did this like mold and shape your apparently your personality? Yeah, it's definitely the first true instance of me measuring time by when movies come out, which is the only way I measure time anymore. Well, you've seen um, you've seen it now. We're uh, we're in year forty three after Star Wars Mm -hmm. uh, ASW. Uh, so, <laughs> which is unrelated, but uh, the Star Wars timeline, the official uh, breakdown of how the timeline works is before the Battle of All, uh, Battle of Yavin, and yeah. after Battle of Yavin, which is when they blew up the first Death Star. Yeah, yeah. So, so, what do we watch tonight? So we watched Jurassic. Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Dad, what did you think of your second ever screening of Jurassic Park? A lot of fun. 20, a lot of fun. 25 years after... Good, 20, 26 good movie. Years. Good yeah. movie. Good some movie. Of, yeah, some of the science was questionable, but they, okay. had to ma- they had to make it work somehow. Okay. Well, it's not like we brought in somebody that did a tremendous well, amount of research. Well, you know, a subject. lot of it was good, though. The DNA stuff was good. You know, but... Well, they don't really have a way to... To make the leap from from dinosaur to actual, you know, or DNA. So or I feel like, like I read this article last week, and I feel like I read the same article with just the names and dates changed every six years or so. And every six years or so, is it the bird with the chicken with the tiny tyrannosaur DNA or whatever? Possibly, but yes, it's it, like it, it's I don't even up. I don't yeah. even need to read the article at this point because the headline is always something like scientists predict that we are five years away from cloning dinosaurs, and I'm, there's a there's a whole franchise about why that's a bad idea. Oh, I know, and there's a certified paleontologist. There's a certified paleontologist <laughs> who worked on all the movies. Jack Horner. Uh, you and, said, um, no, 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 no. You said okay. not to let you go down the Jack Horner hole. Say, and he actually guy. says it's a good idea to start doing it. Yes, we could do it. Why would you sit in on a franchise that does nothing but say it's a bad idea and go, yeah, we can do it. You're a certified <laughs> panel. Okay. I, I'll stop now. I'll stop now. Now, if, if, if scientists approached you and said, we have a true likelihood of reviving Godzilla... What would you say to that? I'd say, one, how are you reviving it when it didn't exist? And two, Real I'm... big shock paddles. I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sign Dad, did up. you have any questions? Please, just question our guest. A couple of my favorite parts, the um, the various stages of vibration. I think first it was a, it was a water cup, and then it was a... Um, Puddle? The footprint. Mm, mm-hmm. The puddle in the footprint. Yes. Yeah. And then finally Jello. <laughs> it's actually quite um it's, actually, yeah, it's, it's actually quite funny how they came up with that because uh that was not really a, a thought in their mind. They're kind of like, how could they show that like the dinosaurs were coming, you know? So uh, apparently they got the idea. I think Steven Spielberg said it was him. He was driving in his car. Listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> and he had something up on the dashboard, water in it, and it was like making it was making it shake oh, on the right. dashboard. So he said that'd be a good idea. So I was like, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put the water on the dashboard. We're gonna use that. Now we gotta figure out how to make it, you know, ripple, make it do the ripple effect." Apparently, there one of the uh, guys was just having such a hard time, and eventually he found out by putting um, a cup of water on his guitar, 
and plucking the strings. So what they did was they had guitar strings underneath the dashboard and had a guy underneath the dashboard plucking the guitar strings. Or was it a bass guitar? Bass guitar. Either way, some kind of string instrument. But still, either way, there was some dickhead in the crew <laughs> shouting "Freebird!" Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, <laughs> why didn't Why didn't they just bump the car? <laughs> you know, you hit the door and it, <laughs> you might tip the water over. Then you know, oh, come on. It, it would. I guess you'd be able to tell visually if the car was just being jostled from the side instead of having it ripple evenly from the no. bottom of the cup. No. Possibly, no. 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 You no. guys, got, you guys no. got twelve guys doing what one guy could do. <laughs> I, what was the budget? Sure, why not? What was the budget for this movie? Son of a gun. <laughs> Jurassic Park budget. Jurassic Park had a budget of $63 million. They couldn't have bumped that up to an even 65, so it 63. would have been 60, pretty... 65 million years and $65 million in the making. That's pretty cheap for um, all the stuff they well, did. Well, that would be 1993, and uh, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, the highest budgeted movie uh, would have been... Now, Titanic would have been about four or five years later. Yeah. And that was a hundred something mil. No. No. Sorry. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, was the first movie to break a hundred million dollar budget. Hmm. And okay. James Cameron saw that and said, I'm going to do it bigger next time. It's still unclear how much the budget for Avatar from 2009 was. They've never disclosed it, but there's no real reason to think that it held the highest budgeted movie of all time record until uh, Avengers Endgame ten years ah. later. Because Endgame alone, not even counting Infinity War, probably ran about, I want to say, close to $400 million. Wow. Most of that in salaries to the actors alone. Wow. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Damn. holy crap. Um, all right. Uh Questions, please. We, my, fa- we have... my favorite spook scene. Okay. The kitchen. Well, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The kitchen. Okay. Did you have any notes about the kitchen or no? Well, the kitchen. Just Velociraptor. No, sorry. <laughs> Not Velociraptor facts. It was actually At, it uh, was actually based off of a, uh, de- the Velociraptor is actually a Deinonychus, which is roughly the same size. Velociraptor is actually the size of a chicken or a turkey. Right. Turkey. Right, yeah. right, right. My favorite in um, Dungeons and Dragons, somebody has figured out in 5th edition, um, the uh, 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 realistic Velociraptor stats, and then a Jurassic Park Velociraptor <laughs> stats, uh, which is one of my favorite distinctions. What were they, what were they based on? Weren't these all based on... Well, they were real... based off of a fa- a, uh, another raptor species, but it was based off of a species called Deinonychus. Okay, so, yeah, so they want Veloc- Velociraptors. Because Velociraptors, more people know Velociraptor okay. as opposed to Deinonychus. Velociraptor yeah. also just, let's it be honest, sounds cool. it sounds, it sounds cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> more uh, more fudging science. Yeah, exactly. Well, if I'm right in remembering, um, the uh, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, the research for it, actually like advanced dinosaur studies by a lot? It, it did, yeah. It, 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 it definitely did. Elaborate, please. Um, because it actually, like... 
it, it kind of gave people more of a perspective to look at them as animals then because yes scientists are going to look at it more of a scientific view mm-hmm. as opposed to you know a, a horror movie view or monsters but it's still the fact okay it's almost like it almost kind of kick-started this fad to stop thinking of them as just bones and as these animals like with behaviors and stuff like that it kind of like really like how fantasy sort of became well, like theorized. inspiring yeah, people yeah, exactly. yeah well exactly. what i mean specifically and i'm ignoring the fact that you're wearing a diplodocus shirt uh <laughs> um uh, like just the making of this movie advanced the field of yeah. dinosaur study if i'm remembering the story correctly um they the the paleontologists didn't have the correct budget uh, to do so themselves. Mm. So when the uh, Jurassic Park and Spielberg people came along, they just like, we can do so much if we just take advantage of Steven exactly. Spielberg. Exactly. So they finally worked out this program to um, where you could assemble an animal skeleton and, you know, make assumption about ligaments and musculature and stuff like yeah. that. And then you would just hit play and it would show you how the animal would move. Yeah. So they plug all in the information for, like, I don't like a T-Rex or the deplot, the, the big clawy buggers. Um, the what? They pl- <laughs> the big clawy buggers. Just run with it, Jeff. Uh... <laughs> Dad, Dad has called Max at least six different names tonight. Jake. None of the names were his own. Um, but they plug in all that information, and they see the animation of the dinosaur walking mm. for the first time. And somebody says, why does this look so familiar? And he goes back home, where he happens to be keeping chickens, and he sees, oh my god, I see dinosaurs walking every day. And if I'm, if the story is true... Which, it could just be one of those internet stories, I don't know. But if the story is true, then Jurassic Park is responsible for a lot of credence for the uh, the uh, the current evolutionary tract um, uh, thought. Uh, yeah, no, that, 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 speak is, to that. that yeah. is actually very true. Okay, um, well, to, to be... a thing I read on the internet was true. <laughs> Neat. And it was, um, it, it, was a hoax. it really was a huge it was a hoax. change. <laughs> Fake dinosaur news. Yeah. Yeah. Fake news. No, fake, our, fake the, science. The park is completely safe. No, fake it really science. was. We'll get there. <laughs> it, it, it really was um it really was baffling like how stuff like that's actually studied like their movements and stuff. Um what became a thing just from the making of that movie and showing it. Yeah. Showing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it I, it was like I mean the movie itself, I mean besides the fact that it's a special effects microphone because it's a I, special effects masterpiece for its time period yeah it's also the fact that for paleontology if got people interested in dinosaurs again it got people thinking of them and i know i'm repeating myself thinking of them as animals and not just these monsters right. it's a huge ch- game changer for paleontology made paleontology cool again essentially <laughs> respectable respectable yeah, yeah make yes. paleontology great again yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I, when I was a kid <clears throat> Studying dinosaurs, I don't know, a lot of boys, a lot of kids, a lot of kids like the dinosaurs and stuff. Anyway, um, we had some... uh, This isn't about eye contact, it's an audio medium. We had some (laughs) books, black and white books, and pictures, and stuff like that, maybe some, I don't know, maybe some old videos or something, but everything was black and white. Okay. And then when they finally started demonstrating that, well, I mean, we don't know what necessarily what color these animals were but started giving them colors 
it just brought him so much more alive. I mean, when yeah. I grew up with these black and white images and all of a sudden, wow. And plus the movement, you know, wow, these yeah. things. Yeah. Um, also the sounds, which we don't know what they really sounded like, but all those. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we oh, do oh, know what they oh, sound oh, like. Oh, I got, got the notepad. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, interjection. <laughs> I actually have the notes at least. Well, it's funny <laughs> because now what they think they sound like now are like these giant. Take the sound of a bird, like a deep bird call, and then... Everybody ha- imagine a deep bird. Like a, like a very deep bird call, and <laughs> then make it the size of a T-Rex, and have that lumbering towards you. It's wow. actually quite terrifying. <clears throat> but so, if you've ever wandered through the parrot section of a, <laughs> uh, a pet store... <laughs> no, um, no, no, I, I, think on, <laughs> I think I might be able to pull... Maybe we'll pick it up on YouTube or not uh, off of uh, off of YouTube. If you hold it up to the mic, it should pick it up. I'll I'll splice it in. Otherwise, yeah. if not, um, but like to your point, yeah, um, this is gonna sound insane. But I occasionally have conversations on Twitter with uh, Sue the T Rex, the uh, the dino- <laughs> the T Rex skeleton yeah. in uh, in the museum in Chicago. And um, well, first a few years ago, I uh, uh, sent Sue a picture of the T Rex stats in Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, and they immediately responded with, "Why did they give me such a low intelligence score?" And um, they also then insisted that I work into my game a Were Tyrannosaurus, so someone who turns into a T Rex when the full moon is nice. And I've not been able to let that idea go ever since. I am obsessed with that. That's a great idea. idea. Yeah, exactly. All right, please. I I do believe this is it. I could be wrong. Okay. Hold the speaker up to the side of the mic here. There it goes. See, it's not very... (laughs) Um, For those wondering, I did find many hours of Jurassic Park ambient noise to sleep and or study to on YouTube. (laughs) Uh, If you want to send me a link of a YouTube video that has the actual roar, I'll splice it in so it doesn't make you look like a bad guest. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But anyway, and that was actually one of another one of the biggest things when it came to the sound. They're trying to figure out well, what would these sound like. And as Spielberg said, uh, he didn't want them to sound like Godzilla and Rodan. <laughs> so, and I actually decided to write down what they took to make the roars and stuff. Okay, I do know the one piece of sound trivia. Which uh, one? Uh, uh, the turtles, tortoises. Oh yeah, yeah. every every good. Little nerd boy knows that dumb piece of trivia. If you would like to take it away. Anyway, so the Dilophosaurus, first of all, the big frilled thing, which didn't actually have a frill. That's just a cool thing to decide to throw in there. Um, 
that's a it's a swan call, which is like the little hooting that when you first see it when it comes running up the um, okay, uh, uh, Nedry. Yeah, and then the actual like screech is like a combination of a rattlesnake uh, tail and a hawk and a howler monkey. Now remember, they send these things through all sorts of like weird distortions no, and yeah, effects and yeah. stuff. So I've I've uh, I know that uh, several of the hovering spaceship sound effects in Star Wars are just Ben Burt putting his um, his uh, his uh, electric face razor into his wife's <laughs> pot and just having it vibrate along the base. That's cool. A That's lightsaber amazing. igniting is a penny, a copper penny, being dropped on dry ice. Right. Yeah, that's fun. Huh? That is yeah. interesting. Well, be, wow. One of these days I'm going to buy a big block of dry ice after saving up a whole bunch of pennies. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Okay, okay, so the actors. The actors. I don't. Uh, I know Jeff Goldblum, the old guy. Oh, no, sorry. We the old guy I've seen around. I set up I set up the Chekhov's gun of the turtle, and we got to talk about uh, the turtle sound. Please, I, at, I, at the very least, say the turtle fact, and then we'll get into the actors. Please, please, please. Oh, uh, the tortoise. Uh, tortoise? Or tortoise? Tortoise. 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 So the velociraptor. It was a velociraptor roar. The tor- Yeah, the velociraptor roar was a combination of the goose, which is the hiss, because geese are evil, <laughs> and dolphins, walruses, and tortoises. Uh, tortoises. Well, very specifically, the uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. of the velociraptor calling to uh, their buddies right. is the sound of... <laughs> Of tortoises having sex. Nice. <laughs> so I thought I, I recognized something there. I, yes. Yeah. Well, from your own experience. Of course. Please don't answer. Ah, son of a. Of course. Bitch. I set my own dad up for a dumb sex joke. <laughs> son of a gun. I've camped out many times. Yes. <laughs> Galapagos, you son of a bitch. Yes. Um, okay. So the actors, Dad, you mm. had questions about the actors. Yeah. Um. Where who are who were they? Who are they? Who were they? <laughs> and no, because I only recognize. No, 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 yeah, exactly. Goldblum that, and that the was, old dude. That and, was done intentionally because Goldblum was still um, not like a major. Ma- he was certainly a star, but he was a very yeah, yeah. But he's like a very. Uh, uh, he's he's not the main character. He's no. the one you're really invested in. Originally for this movie, Spielberg wanted Harrison Ford to play wow. Alan Grant. And, wow. and Harrison Ford took a look at the design, wearing khakis and a fedora, and said, no, uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so then Spielberg pivoted very wisely and cast a bunch of just very good actors who wouldn't yeah, there weren't, draw attention There away. weren't big names. Okay. I mean, Sam Neill is a very celebrated... Uh, is he Australian or New Zealander? I think he's Australian. I, you might be right. Yeah. Fine, he's yeah. Australian. Sam Neill's Australian. Laura Dern is mostly known for uh, really David Lynch movies. Um, mm. I mean, she was in Star Wars a few years ago, but she's never been like a big, giant, headlining star. She's always in very strange little Wait, who's artistic flicks. Uh, Vice Admiral Holdo in uh, the last Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah. She has my favorite representation of what uh, Heather has uh, heard me angrily scream about, which is space hair. Yeah, I've heard you scream about yeah, that. Yeah, The Last Jedi is a uh, tour de force of space hair, and I am in love with it. She's, Good. So she's these, dressed like she's going to the space So these opera. other actors. <clears throat> the other actors, right. 
do you have any notes on the actors or like what about get... the kids like where what are the kids doing oh, now i put my phone down somewhere oh. son of a gun because uh really where did i put my phone i'm sitting on it and yeah. somebody should somebody should count or look up because i'm sure it's been counted how many times they put that little girl <laughs> through life altering experiences well they spielberg did cast her on scream alone they just had a bunch mm-hmm. of different actresses of that age come in and scream into the microphone. And uh, that's how they cast her. And oh no, so Lex, played by Contact Info. Did I subscribe to IMDb Pro by accident? Or is are they just using this as... The, they're using this as their resume. So Ariana Richards played Lex, uh, born September 11th, 1979. So she would have been 14 when the movie came out. Okay. Best known for Jurassic Park, 1993. Tremors, 1990. The Lost World, Jurassic Park, 1997. Tremors 3. Battle Dogs, Tremors 3. Tremors 3 twice. Broken Silence, Princess Stallion. So, uh... A lot of movies nobody's heard of. A lot of stuff. A Saturday morning cartoon show called Capital Critters. Featuring, oh, this is the one with the rapping rats that lived in Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. That ran for, like, a season because yeah. you could put anything on television uh, and nobody would care. Tim! Tim, Tim, Timmy, Tim, Tim. Where is Tim? Nope. Wayne Knight, he's not in the top build cast. Oh, no. Tim is what, on the, the, the second boy. page. Yeah. He's on the second page. He's not on the top listed. Look, I don't control IMDb. Just whatever. The I mean, Internet Movie Database. I mean, let's Sorry. be fair. What right. did Tim do throughout the movie yeah. besides be annoying? Uh, Joseph Mazzello, best known for Jurassic Park, The Social Network, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Bohemian Ugh. Rhapsody. Well, that's okay. Uh, uh, the TV show Elementary. Looks like a lot of one episodes mm. of stuff actor he played John Deacon in Bohemian Rhapsody he certainly seems to just be you know he doesn't have a big career Mm -hmm. but he's certainly you know been working as an actor ever since it's kind of sad though when you know that you peaked when you're that young (laughs) he was 10 when this movie came out uh, Sorry, Jake, your career is done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah, good really. news is you'll never have to worry about finances ever again. No, that's true. The the, the royalties for this, even oh, yeah. if you only got scale as a child actor, are still going to be amazing. Uh, Wayne Knight was actually probably one of the biggest names because uh, had Seinfeld started in 1993? Sein, I, I don't really like Seinfeld all that much. It, Started in 1989, so yeah. yeah. Wayne Knight was a regular on the sitcom Seinfeld, so That's he, was, right. he was pretty well known. He, um, later on during Seinfeld's run, he was also very well known for uh, being uh, a regular as well in Third Rock from the Sun. Okay. Uh, yeah, he plays the romantic interest for the, um, what's her name? I forget the actress and the character's name, but she's the lead security officer of the alien group. Um, So it's this great six-foot Amazonian blonde woman and Wayne Knight 
standing next to him. <laughs> and uh, from what I remember, they have a very adorable romance. Um, but then you've got uh, Richard... Is it Attenborough? Attenborough. I want to say it's... Attenborough. Attenborough. Richard Lode. We get great service here. Richard Lode? Well, it's just coming up as Richard Addy. There we go. Hmm. Richard Attenborough, the guy that played John Hammond, the, the older man. Right. He was not really an actor. He's mostly hmm. a director. And, oh boy, the things he directed... Flight of the Phoenix. I'm not even going to start at the beginning. I'm just going to start randomly. Flight of the Phoenix. Dr. Doolittle, 1967. Is this directing? Nope, this is actor. Oh, picked the wrong one. Director. Here we go. Uh, oh, what a lovely war. A bridge too far. A little biopic from 1982 that uh, uh, beat E.T. in the box office 10 years before this movie came out called Gandhi. Mm, okay. he, he he directed cool. Gandhi and he was in he saw E.T. which came out at around the same time uh, directed by Spielberg and turned to his wife after the movie ended and said son of a bitch he's gonna win best picture my my little movie about Gandhi is not gonna do anything compared to that I didn't realize um, that Gandhi movie was that old and uh yeah 82 and then mm. 10 years later Chaplin starring Robert Downey Jr. Mm. So he was mostly a director. He, I say mostly. He yeah. has 12 directing credits and 78 acting credits. Because he just shows up in places. He, um, yeah, he's in uh, the first two Jurassic Parks. He does voices for the Jurassic Park video games. Mm -hmm. uh, Dad, you might know him best as um, Santa Claus in the 94 remake of Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, which mom right. had us rewatch a lot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they... they uh, from what I understand, Spielberg was just in awe of going up in the Oscars against Attenborough, so he really wanted to hire him uh, and and pay him back, uh, as it were, ten years later. Okay. So, uh, any other questions? I mean, it's Jurassic Park. It's a hell of a movie. Fun but, movie. Yeah. Fun movie. It's one of those things where it's like I said uh, about Jaws, like everything about this movie has been mythologized mm -hmm. and picked over. Any other additional notes that you I want know, to I was just going to like talk about the differences, like what was in the movie, what was in the movie, or compared uh, to the books and the, stuff the books, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Which is actually very interesting considering like the uh, different species they had. Mm -hmm. uh, like the species they were going to have that were in the book, which end up just making their way into the franchise as a whole, if you're okay with me going off on this. Uh, I'll be short. I will give you... Quick. Hang on. I'm going to set up a timer. That's perfectly fine. All right. I'm going to set up a stopwatch. And you have... Once my digital stopwatch loads, you, you useless <laughs> piece of... Remember that, kids. The lesson of Jurassic Park. Technology can fail you. Oh, it can. Yeah. It All can. right. Fine. Stopwatch. While you're getting that set up, but one... You son of a bitch, it's picking up your voice. Stop, watch! <laughs> Starting now. You have one minute. All right, let's go. So we had Apatosaurus, Microceratops, Cyracosaurus, Pterosaur... I'm going to screw this one up. Let's just go with an ankle. Wasting time. Go, Ankylosaurid go, 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 go. cousin, an Ornithischian, and Myosaur, Hadrosaur, Juvenile Rex actually made the appearance in the book, a Stegosaur, which is actually supposed to be the sick Triceratops, 
and there's supposed to be a rumored Dimetrodon scene and the Comsognathus, which is also the Take another run at that one. Into the microphone. Comsognathus, which is just the compies that made the appearance in the uh, second, third, and... Fourth and fifth movies, I believe. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's very interesting how they took all these animals that were supposed to be in the first one, and then they actually just ended up branching them off into all the other ones, except for the Dimetrodon, which is actually a scrap scene from the book that they, I think they put into the comics, but, I mean, I haven't read those since I was ten, so. Do you get, it, you have five seconds left if you have anything else. Also, they need to bring back more about the Mosasaur and make it actually accurate. Not Good. Good. One minute. Done. <laughs> Precisely. Now, I have made this point. Now, Dad, you probably do know at this point that they have made sequels to Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, You were not aware... I've, yeah. I've never seen any, but... No, no, well, and you're going to continue not seeing them because they're all terrible. Um, the first one was okay. Now, here's my... So, each of the movies, I've seen all of them. They all have some neat stuff in them because when you really get down to the nitty gritty it's dinosaurs it still looks cool this movie I did google it Um, this movie is two hours and seven minutes long and features in total 14 minutes of dinosaurs on screen less than an eighth of its Mm -hmm. runtime is dinosaurs and of that 14 only six minutes of that is CGI dinosaurs the rest is ingenious puppetry and watching the movie again this time you really like we've been kind of trained through decades of cgi to recognize it but it really does still hold up 20 it's pretty good years seven years later quick fact though going to the cgi and puppetry what they actually did think about using um uh claymation stop motion stop motion phil uh, tippett who did the stop motion on um the uh the big robot in robocop yeah yeah he also did the stop motion in uh i know empire strikes back the big snow walkers the right. AT-ATs. that was him as well, well he, got he away was gonna do no. yeah he was gonna do and he actually pioneered a lot of the technology uh for that stuff because of the sheer size mm-hmm. of the models they were working with but he was going to do uh the dinosaurs here as stop motion mm-hmm. and and while well, they started using computer technology because Spielberg said it still looks too jerky, still looks too jerky, he wanted to be as realistic as possible. So they went to what was at the time was just like Terminator and Young Frankenstein for like uh, uh, computer young, generation. Young Frankenstein? Not Young Frankenstein, Young Sherlock Holmes. I'm <laughs> I was going to say. Young Sherlock Holmes. If Young Frankenstein is the like forefront of CGI tech and it's like... Wow, you couldn't tell that wasn't really actually. Uh, 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 I know. Uh, what's his name? Yes. They really, yeah. Uh, and uh, young, young Gene Sherlock Wilder Holmes. is so lifelike. <laughs> anyway, so um, they started looking at that and they said, "Wow, we can actually make this look flawless." No, it doesn't have that jerky motion. Like, even if like the average moviegoer isn't going to notice it, someone is going to notice it, and and they want it to be as believable as possible. But they actually kept them on there because they still used the models that they made for, like, scale and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, the, it, the guy was like, great, I'm out of the job. Which is actually a line from Jurassic Park. He, he actually job, says, yeah, I am extinct. extinct. Yeah. yeah, which makes it into the movie. But um, my, my take on Jurassic Park is um, Jurassic Park, uh, the film, is a story about uh, man's hubris mm. at, uh, in terms of dominion over nature. 
and all Jurassic Park sequels are about the hubris of making a sequel to Jurassic Park. <laughs> you just shouldn't do it. It's literally a line in this movie. You 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 were so preoccupied with, with whether or not you could, you never stopped to think about whether or not you should. Exactly. Yes. yes. And uh, I did again going back to this. Uh, I did want to do this one-two punch of Jaws, Jurassic Park, because once again, this is a park that should not be open right now. There you now. go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I showed you the video last week, but uh, um, I don't know if you've seen this actually. But uh, Disney World released a thirty-second ad uh, in the middle of this. Well, you know, uh, mid-July is when we're recording this. So last week they released a thirty-second ad saying. Welcome home to Walt Disney World. And it's this upbeat, really positive music cutting to shots of employees wearing face masks, because they should be. And they just keep saying, welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. And you can't see their mouths moving because they're all wearing masks. And it's horrifying. So this Twitter account that I found that I spoke about a few weeks ago. That's um, more like weird propaganda well yeah. we're getting there Jurassic. okay so the twitter account uh that i spoke about a few weeks ago jurassic park updates at jurassic park to go mm-hmm. they are at uh, they started tweeting like two weeks ago and they're at one hundred seventy-seven thousand followers so they released a video and i'm going to splice in an audio clip of it i'll show you after the after we're done recording but they 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 overlaid the audio and the happy, not apparently smiling workers over shots of Jurassic Park. So it's Jurassic Park, welcome home, welcome home. Getting eaten off the toilet seat and stuff. So it's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. We live in garbage times. Uh, what was the one tweet that they had today that just had me on the floor? Um... <laughs> well, here's one that just updated now. Uh, just saw a dinosaur out of its enclosure. Sure, it has a good reason to be out. Not going to worry about it. We're looking for a full-time Triceratops pa- uh, pressure washer. Just stand there with a hose and spray the guy. I, I love this account <laughs> so much. It's, yeah. Um, anything else that you wanted to, to notes about or talk about or save for when we well, do Godzilla 2000? Oh, well, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's just um, one thing I kind of wish they brand, they uh, got more into with the movie, which they did with the book, was they constantly, not just hinted, but they had full-on sections about the uh, animals being on the, on the mainland, somehow escaping oh, uh, captivity well, and stuff. Yeah. I feel like they at least could have like gotten into the rumors of it. They didn't have to yeah. show the scenes from well, the book. They, they could have at least talked about it. They do bit. eventually, and I wanted to get to this little factoid. Dad, this is... All for you. This is a present that I am giving you. Um, so, in the first sequel, The Lost World, they uh, they bring a T-Rex into San Diego. Nice. Because, because Spielberg wanted to make a Godzilla movie. Whatever. Um, but there's specifically a sequence in which the T-Rex is stomping around San Diego. And there's a shot, and you know this. You know that you know what I'm talking talking about. about. There's a shot where a guy gets grabbed by the T-Rex. And he's in the T-Rex's jaws, and you hear the noise of the guy screaming, and it gets cut off suddenly. Nice. And I'm going to try and approximate the noise 
and myself, and then I'm going to splice in the actual noise so you can compare and contrast my shit version versus the real version, which is... And the guy is credited in the credits <laughs> as Unlucky Bastard. <laughs> and it's the... I, That's it's, great. It's a terrible movie, but that That's eight great. seconds kind of makes it worth it. That's there's, perfect. Yeah. There's actually a Godzilla plug in that scene, too, when he's rampaging around. Of course there is. It, there's a group the of... of Japanese tourists. <laughs> yeah, they're running from T-Rex, and God one of them damn. yells, and one of them yells, I left Japan or Tokyo because of this. Oh, my God. Oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> They do a similar joke several years later in the Matthew Broderick vehicle Inspector Gadget, where Inspector Gadget is on his go-go stilt legs and is breathing fire, and another Japanese businessman is running away screaming, I left Japan for this. God, man. (laughs) Can we agree that that Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget movie just... Just shouldn't have happened. Wasn't there a sequel to it as well? Uh, starring French Stewart. They couldn't get Matthew Broderick back. I don't blame him. Yeah. Dad, do you have any other questions? No. No, no, no we chewed this one up enough. That's, That's fair. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's uh, Max, I know you're not going to be here, but if you can humor us for a few minutes. So oh, um, I, uh, uh, so... In three weeks, so the episode that would drop on August 14th, and I swear I'm leading up to this, this is important. So that week is the 10-year anniversary of the release of one of my favorite movies, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And I know you've never seen that. Never seen it. And it's going to be an interesting watch, but I'm debating really just having the episode drop a day early on the 13th, so it can be That's fine. for that. So, we Which means between then and now, we have, let's see, one, two, yeah, we have two updates to play with between then and now. So I wanted to give you a choice as to what we could do. Uh, so we could uh, throw ourselves into something new. Uh, I've, I I don't know why, but I've really had the itch to see Airplane recently. <laughs> um, we could tie up a few loose ends and we could watch um, uh, uh, A Few Dollars More and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. We could do John Wick 2 and 3. Mm. Um, we could do one thing and then we could finish the Evil Dead series with Army of Darkness. <laughs> airplane, so, uh, airplane, 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 airplane. Next airplane. week is airplane. You heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, <laughs> such, such classic cinema. That's I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> so you're just going to blatantly ignore the uh, Evil Dead that came out five years ago? Dad likes Bruce Campbell. Uh, oh, yeah. wait. They, they got a new guy? No, it's not so much a remake as it is a... It's its own thing it's with its the own, same idea. Yeah, but it's... It's actually good. It, it's, it's pretty good. It's what I think they were originally trying to do in the original Evil Dead if they had the correct budget. Yeah. Okay. It's not Which, campy. It's a really good horror movie. It's just very different than what mm-hmm. we're used to in okay. terms of... Evil Dead. 
consistent nods throughout it. I mean, the, uh, you mean gore and stupid. Yeah, well, it's less stupid, more gore. Okay. Yeah. There are actually this... parts that are kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Bruce Campbell makes a dumb cameo at the end credits where you see his face for two seconds and he goes, groovy. <laughs> That's it. Of course. But if we do Army of Darkness anytime soon, I want to immediately follow it up with Cabin in the Woods. Which Ooh. I think you would get a kick okay. out of. So yeah, but in the meantime, we can kick all that around later. In the meantime, next week is Airplane. Airplane. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at HD Lickner and at pod underscore Frank. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Max, do you have anything to plug? Not... I, I know you've got like a band. I... Sure, check out my band, Boo, B-U-E-B, on Bandcamp, and ruin oh, your day. God. <laughs> I had assumed that I was just pronouncing it wrong because I've only ever seen it in print. Son of a gun. It's an acronym, so uh, uh, periods between letters, folks. Sure it is. Okay. Boob. Got it. Boob. Nice. Boob. Hello. Take me to the boob. Uh, Dad, take us out. Well, you know, keep wearing your goddamn mask. <laughs> Don't be stupid. You smarty. Son of a... Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, do important stuff with your life. Don't just sit around uh, crapping around and wasting your time. Do good stuff. Uh, take care of your family. And um, send us your comments <clears throat> because I'm getting tired of listening to the same old crap. Send us your comments. Cool. And, ha- and have a nice day. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to fade out there. Holy fucking shit, it's a dinosaur. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Oh my fucking God, fucking dinosaurs. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Uh, let me, uh... <laughs> Let's go.